Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we talk about Hallmark films from the technical, cynical, cinephile point of view. And the hopeless, romantic point of view. My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And once again, we are here on the YouTubes, and we are ready to talk about The Christmas Promise. Yes. We were supposed to do The Christmas Sale, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. we still plan on doing, but we you know got a little busy and we forgot to dvr so <laughs> we went with the next best which was the hallmarks movies and mystery mm -hmm. movie so this is our first movies and mystery which i think they're called the miracles of christmas um so this is our first one that we do of this season and also a listener asked us to do this one as well um, so, you know, we're always up for, for doing movies. If you see one that we haven't done, if you see an oldie that you'd like us to do, please let us know and, you know, we'll see if we can fit into, to the schedule. Yeah. This one looked interesting. So I was like, well, we need to do a movie. <laughs> so let's do this one. Generally, we don't always do the movies and mysteries mm -hmm. because, cause you don't, you don't like to be sad. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I definitely don't like to be sad. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why that is. I just, I just don't, I don't like dramas. I don't think anyone likes to be sad. Yeah. But these movies and mysteries, they, they hit hard. And so I had the, the tissue box ready. We probably should have the tissue box up here for us right now. T just talking about, like, I don't even, yeah. I don't even want to start getting into it because this first part's going to be hard for me, but so yeah, I don't like to be sad. So we don't do the movies and mysteries. I do like mysteries, but in, in Christmas, it's not really a mystery. It's just usually just tears, constant, constant tears. So, um, yeah, I was a little, a little hesitant about this one, but we, uh, we did it. We made it through. Well, I think you didn't realize that it was going to be sad at first. No. So I, I was oh, holding man. back. I didn't want to tell you what was going to happen. I had no idea. I had no idea. And so it was, it was funny because, you know, the movie starts off and I see one of my favorite Hallmark actors, Giles Panton playing, and he seems to be, you know, the fiance. And so I'm like, oh, here he comes again. Here comes old, old George. You know the the uh, evil kind of fiance person, and all of a sudden, well, George was not evil, right? That's true. I'm sorry. The George was a lovely human. You're being. right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Evil, <laughs> the wrong, the wrong fiance person. I will, From I'll it say was that. always you, in case you're wondering. Um, and then when I realized that he is just a charming individual in this movie, I'm like, oh no, oh no, this is a movie of mysteries. Oh no, no, no. Oh please no, please no. And sure enough, I. We'll, we'll talk about it. But. Sure enough, what what you thought was going to happen <laughs> happened. I couldn't believe it. As soon if there's ever the boyfriend or a fiance that she's not supposed to be with, you know, and he's good, something bad is going to happen. It, it's undoubtedly, and so that is what happened. Um, but why don't you go ahead and uh, let's let's start off with our with our review, Stephanie. Is this a a, a Hallmark movie that you'd want to watch again? Um, in case you wanted to be sad, I don't, I don't know. Or is this a movie As I always do. that you want in the, in the background while you were being sad, I guess, in the background, <laughs> or maybe this is one that you don't want to ever watch again because you want to be happy at all times. What, give it to me straight. Yes. Uh, I, I think I'm a little on the fence of either, like I would watch it again or background for this one. Mm. It was a really sweet movie. Um, there were some missteps that we'll talk about that didn't like sit right with me. Right. But right. as a whole, I thought it was very sweet, sad 
Yes. <laughs> Sweet so that's why it may be just a background. Um, but on some days, maybe I will feel like a, a good sad movie. Good cry. Have a good, good cry. cry. Good Christmas and, cry. And, you know, I just it would pop it on. Cool. So, so yeah. How, how about you? Um, I actually would probably watch this one again. As, as sad as it made me, and it did make me sad, it really hit a lot of notes for me on what makes a, a really good Hallmark movie um, good. And, you know, from the technical standpoint, you know, things were, were great. We'll talk about some of the things that I liked. Uh, from a plot standpoint, I, I was there with it. There was one scene in particular that I think you and I both were like, really? That didn't make a lot of sense. Um, that almost kind of ruined it for me, but they, they brought it back. So overall, this is one that I would like to watch again. I would have to be in the mood. Like it would have to be like snowing hard, like drizzly, rainy, you know, kind of snow and just... You know, I need blankets everywhere around me and cocoa, like 12 different kinds of cocoa around me too. Um, but overall, yes, this is one I would watch again. You would need some sort of something to like cheer you up as you were watching. Yeah. Or maybe our new little, our new little puppy near me to comfort me. Some sort of, yes. maybe like, you know what it is? It's an emotional support Hallmark dog is what we have. <laughs> That's kind of what that we have. That is why we got Penny. That's why yes. we have her. Um, for the movies and mysteries yeah. ones that we watch. <laughs> So why don't you go ahead and give us your world-renowned uh, plot summary for this one. You got it. After losing her fiancé, Nicole deals with her grief in the midst of selling her home. Mm -hmm. Joe is hired to do renovations before the sale and becomes a friend for her in her difficult time. Through text messages from a stranger, she finally reaches a place of moving forward and learns the stranger and Joe are one and the same and also her second chance at love. Mm. That's good. That was really nice. Thanks. That was really nice. Uh, yeah, I think you you hit all the all the main points there. Yeah. I, from that, I would want to watch this. It's a good job. <laughs> Thank you. We have our two main leads, and really, in my my heart of hearts, there are three leads in this film. Why don't you give us our two, and I'll tell you who the third is. <laughs> uh, we have. Tori DeVito as Nicole, mm -hmm. or Nick, as they call her in yep. the movie, which I like. Yeah, it was cute. Um, and then we have Dylan Bruce as Joe the Carpenter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you look up this movie in IMDb, his character's name is Joe the Carpenter. Or no, it's Carpenter Joe. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Which That's... I thought was odd, um, because I don't know if they ever call him Carpenter Joe. Nope. Nope, uh, that is his job. He is a carpenter, yeah. <laughs> but they, they, he's not referred to that at all in this film. Um, at least, so I don't think he is. And but. I'm assuming that you think the third main lead would be Henry, the the past uh, fiance. Uh, no, there's four leads then, because <laughs> yes, Henry is is. Up you're there. talking about the Duff. I'm talking Duffy. about the Duff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really, there's just a great cast here, but um, also. You know, I mean, Patrick Duffy. Patrick come on. Duffy. Come on. I don't think there was enough Patrick Duffy. There really wasn't. I wanted to see more of him. Um, he's really good in these. Uh, the last time I think I saw him in one was with Tyler. Wasn't it the the diner Mistletoe one? Mistletoe yeah. Secret. He and Tyler carried that movie on both of their shoulders. I think they had you know back problems after that movie. <laughs> um, but he's great. He's wonderful. And also, you know, like we mentioned before. Giles Panton. Uh, as Henry, the 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 dead fiance. Oh God! I know. <laughs> I was 
so excited. We both were so excited uh, uh, to see Giles. And and then when when we knew what was coming, um, it was <laughs> it was very heartbreaking and continued to break my heart throughout the entire film. We need, you know, him. We need Giles to have a movie all of his own where he's the lead and he gets his happy ending. And he doesn't die or he doesn't get left, you know, right before yeah. his wedding. Although it worked out in the end for him in that movie. However, I still want him front and center because he's just a delight. A delight in these films. Yes. Um, I don't know if I know the other two leads. Have I seen them before? Tori DeVito, I adore. Mm -hmm. She is in one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies, uh, which I have spoken about on this podcast before. It's a bit of a, I would say, a more obscure one. Okay, have I seen it? Yeah, The Best Christmas Party Ever. Best Christmas Party Ever. With Steve Lund. I don't and they that. do the Nutcracker themed party. He's like <gasps> the fun guy. Yes. And she's okay. like the straight lace. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. They eat hot dogs. Yes. Okay. The cutest movie. If you've not seen The Best Christmas Party Ever, this movie is not sad. Um, <laughs> so if you want you a not sad Tori DeVito movie, um, watch that one mm-hmm. because it is fantastic. Uh, but yes, I thought she did wonderful in this job. I feel like this role, she had to carry a lot in, for this yes. role. Yes, she um, did. Because this movie had a lot of sadness, but it also had a lot of joy, which mm-hmm. I found very interesting that it wasn't some of these like that have uh, like dealing with grief. There isn't as much sort of like comedic or joyous moments in them. Mm-hmm. So I thought this one did... It was interesting to me to see them play up to both. Um, yeah, there was, there was a lot of joy uh, coming in from from the carpenter as he kind of brought joy back into her life. You know, he would try to make her laugh and smile and, you know, not in a, a forceful way, just in like a, you know, kind of a, a playful way that just brightened her, brightened her up a little bit. And that was really great to see, in my opinion. Um, well, so the lead... Uh, who plays Carpenter Joe uh, is played by Dylan Bruce and uh, I have not seen him in any Hallmark movies before I kept I was like I could I was trying to place him and I yeah, couldn't he figure familiar. out um, where I think I know him from is Orphan Black which I don't know if you... I've seen some episodes so maybe that's where I've seen him because he had a very I was like where have I seen you yes very different character um, but I thought I thought he did really well in this movie with like more of the subtle emotional parts. Mm. Um, so the one thing that I felt with their their romance and with his character is like Joe's a really kind of like kooky, fun, loving guy. He's a weird dude. She calls him <laughs> weird. He's he's very weird in this movie. And I don't know that. I felt like there was maybe like a slight disconnect. Mm-hmm. I felt. Like Joe's character was more reserved. So the parts where he is kind of like over the top, like with the the pirate hat and the the genie, where he's kind of like it always seemed a bit jarring for me when yeah. he <laughs> went into those uh sort of playful things because I didn't feel personally that it fit his character. Okay, I I I, I totally get that. I would say though that that type of jarring humor uh, does fit someone like that because we all we all know someone like that in our lives who 
will just do something like that. And sometimes it doesn't fit their character, but they'll, they'll do that. Like he reminded me of a lot of my friends that do improv that, you know, they're kind of reserved, but all of a sudden they will just turn it on and just do something ridiculous like that. So for me, he kind of resonated. He reminded me of people I know. So I get what you're saying, but it almost made it more lifelike to me because I know people like that. Okay. I guess I don't know anyone like that. Like they're either, I'm like that. What you, I'm, I'm exactly like no, that. No, you're like <laughs> all the way. Like you're fun loving pretty much all the time. Like this didn't really, it didn't seem to fit for okay. me. So that was like the one thing that I didn't love about the character because I didn't think it, it went. When he was trying to be like super goofy, yeah. it threw me off. And I was like, what okay. is happening? It felt a little forced to me. Right. But um, but I thought they they had a nice you know, rapport, nice chemistry um, for most of the movie. And I really feel like more of like the tender, sweet moments mm -hmm. is what really hit home for me. But I will say that I felt Tori DeVito played the parts like when she's laughing, like her laugh, I don't know what it is, but it's like the cutest thing ever. It really was. I, I, you're absolutely right. It was very heartwarming. Yeah. Like it just was like, oh, wow. I believed her laugh because sometimes, and you know, we didn't mention this in the last movie, um, Coyote Creek Canyon Murder Mystery, uh, but they, they did a lot of fake laughing in that. And I, I wrote it down in my notes. I forgot to mention it. There was a lot of like, ha, 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 like mm. stuff going on. And this was very natural to me. So she, yeah, she definitely played that part well and the laughter carry, carried through. Yes. So after we get over the shock of them killing off Giles. Oh. Uh, Why do you say that is so harsh? <laughs> killing off Henry. Um, I was like crying already, like knowing just everything they were saying. It was just like, okay, okay, we get it. Like this the is mistletoe, sad. the, you know, this is the first I of many memories. I can't have a baker's dozen kids oh, and we're going to spend so many Christmases in this house. He was, he was perfect. Played it perfectly. Oh my gosh. So heart-wrenching. Mm. I mean, before we get to the McCute, we have this like fun party uh, before Henry dies. Was there it is, fun though? There is some joy. Was it a fun party? Well... So it was a fun party. You know, they had the ugly Christmas sweater. Mm -hmm. And I will say, we and we talk about this endlessly, the friend group in this movie, I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, they, they, they crushed the friend group. I mean, again, we do say this all the time, but <laughs> like friend groups, friendships, sisters, all that stuff to me seems very difficult to pull off. Um, this one in particular, I felt like the friend group was so natural, so real, just wonderfully done by everyone that had a part in this. Yeah, I loved when they were all together. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it was like, some, they were some of my favorite scenes in the movie. Mm -hmm. So we're at the party and, you know, they're all like, oh man, we, we're out of ice. Oh no, as soon as they said that, I was like, no. And I'm just thinking, but do but do we need ice that badly? It's snowing outside, grab some snow, like put it in your, your yeah. drink. Like, come on, like let's, <laughs> let's think outside like, the box. Please, Henry, don't go get the ice oh, man. uh and mm. and of course we we all knew what was coming yeah um you know over over a bag of ice that was it was just that's a terrible not worth it not worth terrible it. way to go and then of course we have the you know the black screen with the white all caps sarah font coming up there one year later <laughs> oh. and i was like oh no this is not good is he going to be a ghost? I don't know. It's, I mean, almost we saw, maybe I was getting excited because she does text his, his number because Patrick Duffy tells her, you know, tells her about these letters that he wrote when his uh, wife passed, which was kind of weird because she's like, can I read them? Seems kind of a weird thing to ask. And then her friend wants to read the letters. That whole thing was a little, a little odd to me. Like those seem very personal. Yeah. 
But she yeah, texts sure. them. Pass around my my letters of grief that I've oh, written my to goodness. my dead wife. But. but so she ends up texting uh, Henry's old number, and it's a weird scene because you see a hand kind of reach out for a phone as she texts the number, picks it up, and I'm like, oh, he's back. We're gonna have a spooky ghost, a vampire mystery. I don't know. I mean, mystery is in the title of these. I was hoping. Ooh, vampire mystery. Tori DeVito actually was in Vampire Diaries. That's so. where I know her. Oh yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. That's driving me crazy. I I hate when I see someone and it just okay. Thank you. You're so good at that. Yes. Um. So no, we don't have that obviously. Um. Unfortunately. <laughs> but we do have something better, and that's romance. Yes. So, the so the meet cute where she meets Joe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I will say I love Joe. I love the name Joe. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you like I the just, name Carpenter Joe? Not as much. Uh, just just Joe. <laughs> just Joe. But, uh, which makes me think of Meet Joe Black. Just Joe. Mm. So her friend Teddy, who uh, works with her at the toy store mm-hmm. that her and her fiance. De- dead husband fiance <laughs> used, to, used to run, yes. I'm just going to say, every time they show Henry in the movie, I'm just holding back tears. Oh, God. Here we go again. The ice... Oh, man. You know what so, would be ironic? If it was ice on the road that made his car go off. You know what I mean? Well, I'm sure it was. It was a very cold night. That's irony right there. He went for ice, and it was ice that did him in. It's awful. Did him in. Wow. So she wants to sell the house, right. but it needs renovations. Their dream home. This is their dream home. Yes. Yeah. Um, which makes it all the more sad. <laughs> it does. So Teddy's like, oh, I've got a friend who does carpentry. And so... He shows up, and in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, she has a pretty tight-knit friend group, so I just thought it was a little strange that she had never met Joe before. Mm -hmm. Like, is this a new friend of Teddy's? Like, where's he been keeping Joe? Because then all of a sudden, Joe is, like, around all the time. Was he not... Did he not live there? So I I was thinking about that, too, because it is kind of weird, or not weird... Unusual, weird, odd. It's odd how quickly he kind of gets wrapped up into their friend group and she makes, you know, um, comments about this is our friend group, you know, now you're one of us kind of thing. In my mind, and even though this isn't explained, in my mind, he had just moved to the area. That's kind of what I was hoping for. So I don't think it's said, but it makes sense that he moves to the area, which is the reason why he has Henry's phone, because he probably had to get a new phone and a new number and stuff. So that's my thinking is that he's just recently in that area. Okay. We'll go, we'll go with that. Okay. That makes sense. Cool. Uh, so he shows up mm-hmm. in a red truck. Yep. Which Henry drove a red truck. Yeah. His was a little bit older and a little bit cooler, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. But uh, I'm like, what are the odds? So well, this is a lot of Chris. This is basically Christmas, Christmas magic, magic, like through the roof. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. There's no other way to explain the things that happen in this film. No. So then, you know, this meet cute. I felt like it was. It's weird for me because I'm still like reeling over the death of Henry. So <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to be like all excited that she's meeting a new person. Right. It hasn't been one year for us. I mean, come on. And this is how amazing Giles Panton is because he's not in the movie very much. Um, But he definitely took a hold of our hearts that I was like, man, this Joe guy better be real special (laughs) for me to just totally throw Henry away and be like, oh, yes, a year later. And, you know, Nick is ready to move on. Yeah. And I will say 
at least in my eyes, Joe, you know, he was different enough from Henry that I, I think he he was good for Nick at the end. Oh, in no, my, in my I opinion. agree. And because those are big shoes to fill. This this character of Henry is just the bee's knees. And so Joe comes in. It does, you know, I think we're all reserved, like, oh, no. like, mm-hmm. But he, he won my heart. He won me over. Yeah, I mean, it was a little odd, though, because he's like, oh, well, let's go take a look in the house. And she is just, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I can't go inside. So it was like hard for me to be like happy about their first meeting because it didn't feel like playful or fun, like a normal meet cute. No, it, it was, was not like a meet cute. It was yeah. like a meet sad. It was, <laughs> it was a, a meet sad. I like that. Yeah. Um, Patent pending. But the fact that she couldn't like go into the house, like Ooh. I thought Tori DeVito played this so well, like just the, the look on her face and how she's trying to act like, oh, I just, I got to be somewhere. I got to go, but I trust you, you know, do what you got to do. She plays that so well. Mm-hmm. And later on when um, Carpenter Joe takes down the old dried mistletoe that Henry had put up oh, there, yeah. like she, that scene in particular just crushed my heart and my soul because of how she acted in that scene and also how Joe reacted to her reacting to that yeah they both just played off of each other because you can see that joe knows what's going on he's trying to be comforting and reassuring and just oh my goodness these scenes with both of them together are just honestly it's some of the best acting i've seen in these films like the way they both handled these scenes were just beautiful the the awkwardness of it Mm -hmm. which you would assume it would be awkward in this situation so yes i feel like they they played that very well yeah but let's Hop into some technical because you can't have a movie without all the technical goodies. Oh, are we still doing that? Wow, that's <laughs> wow. Uh, lighting, as you guys know, I, overall, I thought this lighting was pretty decent. Uh, some of the interior shots were a little too dark. Um, it wasn't, you know, realistic. You know, usually when you're in a home, what they'll do is they'll turn off all the background lights, which doesn't make a lot of sense when you're having a night party and all the lights in the house are off. Um, so they did that a few times, but other times I think they balanced it well in the interiors. Um, you know, it wasn't very contrasty. You guys know I love my contrast lighting. It was a lot softer in a lot of these scenes. Their exterior shots were so good. They did those exterior shots so beautifully, so vibrant, colorful, without being overbearing. Um, and finally, I will say there was a shot that our DP used in this film numerous times. That's a shot that I love to use. And so I noticed it right away. And I think they used it like four or five times. Like they used it a lot and I loved it. Do you know what shot I'm talking about? Um, it's so good. Where it's uh, blurred. They, they start out with the blurry and yeah. then it like fades into yeah. focus that's in the background. Yep. yep, perfect. So they use that a few times. Nice little focus bowl. I but mean, I might know him just a little, a little bit. bit. But really what they did is it's normally with a tree. So there will be a tree kind of dirtying the frame out of focus on the left-hand side, right? Dirtying, that's the term. Yep. And what they'll do is they'll pan to the right and push in at the same time. And so you have the tree as a foreground element and it pans in, pans to the right and pushes in. It's this beautiful move. And I use it all the time in my job because it's just such a great way to bring interest into the scene. And it's just a neat, easy little movement. So they did that, I think like three, four or five times. It was great. Uh, well, that would be thanks to the director of photography, mm-hmm. Jeff Wallace. Great, great job, Jeff. I, I love that shot. Like that's, that's seriously one of my favorite ones to do. It's, it's such a fun one. So there's this scene. Mm-hmm. There, where... There's many scenes, yes. <laughs> 
so there's the scene where um joe and nick are at the little bakery oh my that goodness she, that she often visits that yeah go ahead yeah go ahead and I love that scene. um when when i talk about jarring things that happen with joe's character this definitely peaks um the top uh, the top one. Oh, which bakery are you talking about the cupcake scene yes okay go ahead i'm talking about a different one go ahead so he's trying to figure out what he's going to choose to eat mm -hmm. and he's like i'm gonna go with this and she's like like no and he's like i'm gonna try this one she's like no. this poor baker um like he's like uh they're all good like why are you you know but she's like the peppermint bark cupcake and i'm thinking oh my god that sounds amazing for I, breakfast i need that in my life right now cupcakes for breakfast yes all day so he gets the cupcake mm -hmm. and this is what i'm talking about it's just the strangest scene yeah he just stares well i don't even know if he stares but the minute he gets it he just shoves it yeah shoves it right in his face like goes for it it's like going up up his nose yeah just right up, we're, up we're on nostrils. youtube so we, we can show you it's, yeah, it's like just this. like up up there and he's just like, like in it yeah like in hate like i don't understand what's happening and i'm just kind of like in shock she loves it though she's all and for she it. is cracking up laughing and i'm like oh this is a he's trying to make her laugh and he succeeded beautifully um, I don't know that that would have made me laugh. I think it would have just terrified me. Um, because if that's a person that you don't know that well, and you don't know that this is something that they do, which at this point, I am, I do not think that this is who Joe is. So right. I was very taken aback. Um, again, loved her laugh, but that scene was one of the strangest scenes, uh, for me that I've seen, I feel like in a Hallmark movie in a while. Yeah, it uh, it was reminiscent of a, a hot cocoa scene with a whipped cream and the little boy giving it all over his face. It had that same sort of vibe for me. Well, that was more of like an accident. Like he didn't mean to no. do that. This was very intentional. But that's what I mean about when you say that Joe is an unusual character. That to me felt very realistic because to me it missed the mark. But to her, she loved it. And, you know, people would do things that I, that's your person. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. do some weird things that you think are hilarious, but most people are like, that you need true. to run away from this man. <laughs> you know, so like, I, I think that's why I appreciated that because it made his character feel real to me. Like that's so ridiculous. It just, it worked for me. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. The diner scene, it's, I'm sorry, it was a diner, not a bakery. It was kind of like a baker diner kind of thing. The, the pancake mm -hmm. scene. Oh, okay. I love this scene. It was the cutest place it was lit beautifully you know i was talking about how some of the interiors were underlit this was underlit in a realistic way because it was kind of late night in this this diner and so it looked beautiful and they would cut to a scene of both of them kind of sitting next to each other and it was like dark behind them with like little lights and just everything about the scene was just so cute and warm and just yeah it was one of my favorite favorite scenes in this movie i don't i can't explain why except that it was just technically wonderful and their conversation was great and i just got those warm feelings when i saw this oh that's sweet yeah one thing that uh did stand out to me in that scene was that he talks about having breakfast for dinner yep. and dinner for breakfast yeah now i would i will do breakfast for dinner Mm -hmm. every night nice i cereal. love the idea of <laughs> night cereal yeah. no i'm talking like 
the whole thing. Like the bacon, bacon at night, oh, sausage, mm. eggs, biscuits. We might have to have some breakfast. Pancakes, waffles. Breakfast tonight, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. Good. We're going to have that after we finish this recording. <laughs> this, But then the dinner for breakfast, and he talks about he would make spaghetti and meatballs uh, with his brother. Yeah. And for breakfast. And I just, I can't, I can't get behind that. So, yeah, I'm, and the thing that confused me was she's like, I've never had breakfast uh, for dinner. And I was like, that seems highly unrealistic to me, but you know, but she has cupcakes for breakfast. Yeah, so very weird. Um, the only thing I can think about the spaghetti is super strange, you know, steak and eggs. A lot of people will have like steak and eggs for breakfast. I'll have French fries for breakfast a lot of time. Like I love one of my, my weird little quirks that I think you kind of like, maybe, I don't know, is I love like leftover French fries that are cold mm. with hot bacon and hot coffee. It's like my meal of choice for breakfast. I wouldn't say that I love it that is, about it is, you. It is the best. So I can kind of understand where he's coming from. The spaghetti, maybe not so much. No, spaghetti for breakfast is... Mm, a little weird. I, I little couldn't, weird. I wouldn't dare. <laughs> wouldn't dare. Wouldn't dare. Um, but no, that was a very sweet scene and it really made me want some. Mm -hmm some pancakes yes yeah. uh i would like to shout out the the costumes in this film because you know nick likes to knit and so she's wearing a lot of her knitting in this film mm -hmm. and it's really cool to see that she has this you know sort of passion hobby of hers and it's displayed on her character and the style of knitting is you know the same throughout and so it seems like someone knew about knitting in this film, the costumer knew about knitting because she is rocking all these great sweaters, all these great knits. And even sort of the, the stage uh, production was really good in this point where her apartment is covered in knitting. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know, she like knitted coasters, knitted blankets, like knitting everywhere. So it was really cool to see that attention to detail in this film for her character to sort of solidify the fact that she loves this, this knitting, this passion. Yeah, no, I bought the knitting and mm -hmm. I loved her sweaters. Oh, I so thought good. they were I fantastic. And my favorite one was that like sort of hunter green. Yes. And the, with, like, yeah, the things. Yep. Yeah, it oh. was like oh. big balls or I'm not sure what it was on there. Yeah. But fantastic. whatever it was, I loved it. I would it. buy it. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yes, I would <laughs> I would buy I would buy some sweaters from Nick's Knits. Nick's Knits. So we mentioned Patrick Duffy. Oh. Um man. and oh. then Talking about romance, I loved that we had this little side story yep. of him having this like secret love affair that he mm -hmm. was hiding yep. from Nicole, and I just thought it was the sweetest thing, and I and I just I loved that for him. I loved that for his character, and because I feel like I don't know if we've seen one before that they were like trying to hide it from someone. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know necessarily that he was trying to hide it. It just so happened that she was like finding out about it before he could tell her right and it was just very cute like her kind of like seeing them <laughs> and he doesn't know and they're like dancing and um yeah i just thought that storyline was was very was very sweet well it was it was clever right so what was so clever about it is that he's you know helping nick through her grief by describing his relationship with his wife that's passed mm -hmm. and so we realize how much he's loved his his wife that's passed but yet we see him kind of move on and he has these beautiful lines talking about how you have to seize love again if you if you see it for a second time and so it's just a really clever clever way to do it and even though we don't get a lot of scenes with him i think this speaks to how good of an actor he is that we're able to sort of believe his character right away like just wonderfully done 
Yeah, and they have this really great conversation between the two of them mm. um, where he says, love doesn't go away. It just finds a new place in your heart. Yeah. And I just thought that was really poignant. Poignant? Sure. I like it. It, it is very poignant. I'm, I always have trouble saying that word. So, um, but it's a fun word. It is poignant. Uh, but Poinsettas. I feel like <laughs> it's an a testament. It's a testament to the writing of this film. Yes. Uh, and the writer actually is Kathy Clovis, mm -hmm. who also wrote "It Was Always You." Mm. So, I mean, I feel like that has become one of the the bars. For Hallmark films. I mean, I mean, I think Kathy now, though, needs to write Giles Panton's big love story. Um, she would be the for, one to do it. Him. So please, please give us that movie, please. So one of the technical things that kind of fell, fell short for me was the, the tree thing. So, you know, as a kid, mm -hmm. one of her dreams was she wanted to decorate this pine tree and she rode her little pink bike but never got there. So she does this now with the help of the text messages from Joe, who she doesn't know is Joe. And it would have been a beautiful scene, except we've got green screen all around. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting my reputation on the line here by saying this is 100% green screen and it, it did not look great. You could tell it was green screen. Uh, you know, technical issues aside, I, I know they had to do this for some reason. I wish they had just found a tree somewhere in the woods and done it. Um, it just it it felt odd and off to me, and made me realize I was watching a movie. And even you know towards the end, Joe's there, you know, and the same sort of thing. It just ruined that moment. Yes, I will back you on this. You also, we will. Reputation I will also online. put my reputation on the line <laughs> and say that is was one hundred percent green screen. <sighs> and yes. It, that's those scenes were could have been so so good so sweet and so cute and they and they were the idea of them but the execution yeah it definitely kind of took you out of it especially that i think towards the the last one she's like walking away and it just looks like she's uh, walking into some sort of like weird warped like it yeah. just is so obvious that that's not where they really are amongst all you the hate snow. It. hate to see it hate to see it but the idea of it, I love. Idea was great. Idea was great. Beautiful, beautiful idea. Uh, I bet I know. Speaking of scenes that didn't really work, mm. you know, that was my technical scene that didn't work. The before and kiss yeah. did not work for me. And judging from your reaction when we were watching it, I'm assuming it didn't work for you either. So why don't you go ahead and, and take that one? Sure. So th this is another scene. It felt like it should have been. A really good scene. Yes. It felt like it should have been really cute. Yes. This might be where I'm saying like some some parts of this felt a little off to me. Mm -hmm. Some of the awkwardness definitely worked in this film and it made sense. But this particular scene was very odd. Um, the If you watch the movie, it's like they're talking about exclamation points and question marks. And he she's on her way out to meet the text message stranger. Right. And he shows up at her place to look at her shelves. Right. Uh, because her, one of her friends, again, love her friend group. I really love that scene where they're like, oh, you've got some shelves that he can, you know, go take a look at that you need fixed. So this scene was very odd to me because he is supposed to be meeting her also. So he should technically not, be at the restaurant, yeah, going to the restaurant. He should not be going to see Nick 
it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. When he's supposed to be meeting the text message stranger. Because he doesn't realize it's her, even though, like, come on, you have to realize it's her. But he doesn't realize it. No. So that part in itself was, was right, odd. And right. then it gets odder when she's like, oh, well, I got to go. And she's walking away. And he just goes up to her and kisses her. As friends do, apparently. And then what follows is even weirder. Because at first I was like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. I was not planning this, but okay, I can get behind this. Like, what's going to happen now? Right. And then the conversation is a is a... It just had me a little sort of perplexed. Yeah. Uh, because then he's like, oh, well, I thought we were friends. And then she's like, what? And then there's some conversation about question marks and exclamation points, uh, which I was a tad confused about. I kind of, I like, I got where they were going with it. It didn't quite work for me. Right. Um, and then when I think that it's over, she's like ready to leave. Then she goes in for a kiss. And I was just still like, it was, it was, it was almost so crazy that I liked it. But at the same time, it just left me very confused. Well, so, uh, yes, it was so crazy. I almost liked it too. Yeah. Uh, the reason why it didn't work for me is because a few things. Up to this point, Joe has been extremely respectful of her. Mm -hmm. Like he knows, and this is why he has to know that he's the one, or that she's the one he's texting, because he's been extremely, you know, polite, you know, just sort of, you know, sort of offering his hand out, you know, can I walk you home? Like all that stuff, very, very slow and uh, and respectful. Mm -hmm. This to me is a scene where he says, can I kiss you? Like we had in that one movie mm -hmm. because of everything that he's done up to this point. It seems very out of character for him to just go in and do it. Um, it would have made more sense for her to do it to him, to just go in for the kiss. If she had initiated that first kiss, that would have made sense. So it just seemed a little odd and it got odder and it just, it, it didn't work. Well, yeah, because it was almost like they were kissing each other in like a fit of sort of like jealousy because they like knew that each other were going to meet someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was each other, but they didn't know that. So then it was like, he did it. So like before, well, before you leave, I'm just going to yeah. randomly kiss you. It's weird. It's but weird. then he was bringing up friendship and then she almost seemed upset that like he was going to meet someone too. I, yeah, it, I'm it not was, sure. It was the one big misstep in this movie for me. Uh, but it wasn't enough to ruin the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie was very enjoyable, but this was, this was not one. No. And I, and I, and I was sad about it because everything else was just, great. I thought it yeah. could have been a really cute scene, like to have like sort of like a before end kiss. Uh, Cause I love those. And I love to see how they, they, go about doing them in, yeah. in the different movies so this one yeah it was a it was a little odd for me and of course it leads into the conflict which might have been why it was so odd because it leads into the conflict right and you all know if, if you listen to the podcast how we both feel about conflict in these films so how did you feel about this conflict in this movie stephanie i mean it made sense to me mm -hmm. i we have a bit of a and i feel like we've been seeing that a lot lately um of the sort of like you've got male people talking to each other but not knowing that it's each other and then one of the people finds out before the other right. sort of situation so of course she's waiting at the restaurant he goes to meet her and sees that it's her goes to meet the stranger and sees that it's nick and then and then walks away 
So it always is just like, why, you know, why don't you just, why don't you just go in? I mean, you just kissed her. Like, you know. Yeah, literally, you literally just kissed her. Like five minutes ago, you just kissed her. Very strange. Very strange. Very strange. But then, you know, he has this, I really, this was one of like, to me, the better scenes uh, that I liked of Joe is he has this really great conversation with Teddy. Mm Mm-hmm which I think is one of the only scenes that we really see him and Teddy, like that it, we feel For like For being such friends. good friends. Yeah. Where, are, where are you, Teddy? Where are you at? Yeah, there was not enough Teddy in this movie. And I have to say, um, if you listen to our Sweet Carolina review, I, I go on and on <laughs> and on about Jesse Moss in that episode, rightfully so, because this man is a star mm-hmm. and he is an, an amazing actor. And I was so happy to see him in this movie, which was funny because when we first saw him, I thought he was going to be the fiance, but I, I really love this conversation between him and Joe and the, the emotion that Joe has when he's like telling Teddy, like, yeah. you know, it's her and, you know, the fact that he, he feels like he can't, you know, tell her. And I just really loved, I really felt that, that emotion from him, yeah. um, from both of them, like Teddy being a good friend to both of them. And then he's like, you know, he gives him the a letter for for Teddy to give to her because he's like, I, I have to go. Right. But I thought the letter was going to be a little bit more heartfelt or yeah. explanations inside the letter. Same. Something. Instead, it's like, all right. I took another job, but uh, sorry, I couldn't fix your shelves. Oh, See goodness. Ya. And then... And like, then yeah, if, I thought it was going to be like this big, you know, letter that you yeah, couldn't like, explain like to Pops her. Pops wrote... For, yeah, no, we don't get any of that. No. But instead, we get, you know, a misplaced cell phone, and it's just, you know, it's and it's a mess. And again, conflict, it makes sense, but I think it could have been handled better for a film like this. Um, we get a kind of ominous uh, text message that's left when he... She return. Well, okay. she finds out... <laughs> His phone, he leaves at her house, uh, and then she's like, oh, it's you, because she texts the stranger, yeah. and then she finds out that it's Joe. I know it was you. <laughs> and then she sends the phone back with, I know it was you. Something out of Coyote Creek, you know, that's, I know. Ooh, dark. Um, so, yeah, again. But I will say, that house scene was great, when she's finally able to, you know, it was very representative of her grief. She's able to move, move through forward. the house, move forward through the house. A great scene that was there. And so the conflict obviously fell flat for me. It could have been a lot worse. It could have made it a lot worse. But it just, for a movie like this that had a lot of high notes, this was definitely a low one for me. Yeah. And I always feel like, yeah, sometimes it doesn't work. But then we get these like really great scenes because Mm -hmm. of kind of like silly conflict. But I wouldn't say this was silly. But like I said, I did love that scene between Joe and Teddy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. At this point, I'm like thinking the movie has to be almost over, right? right? Um, but then, you know, there's another party with the friends, which I'm all for because I love when the friends all get together. Except for except for Susan. We love all the friends except for Susan, who is the worst friend in the world. What? I love Susan. You love Susan? She cheats at Christmas sweater parties. Oh my gosh, Susan is the best. No, 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 no. She cheats. First of all, in the first party where she sends Henry out to die, she is in pajamas. It is not a sweater. It is pajamas. That's the first thing. And then she always wins them. So she does some sort of trick to the voting. It's it's something's going on there. Okay, I have to speak for Susan because 
She is not cheating. Do you see what Susan is wearing at all of these parties? She is the best dressed. Something's going on. She is, she is the best dressed I know and she deserves to win. She's counting the votes. So <laughs> she is the one counting the votes. Something's off. Like she had her name engraved on the cheese plate. Like something is off. She literally had to plug her outfit now, in. That one, to I will a say, wall. that one is pretty good. I will give props to that. But then, Susan is the best. But then. And I think everyone needs to. Oh, no, no. But then she's pushing, she's pushing other men onto uh, Nick a year out. She's like trying to force her to move on when she's not ready. I don't like that about her either. Susan, mm -mm, no thank you, Susan. Oh my gosh, I loved Susan. I think I even have in my notes, like, I loved Susan. So we, we do differ there. Not Susan throws the best parties. Can we just say, like, I want to be does. friends with Susan because I want to come. No, she, I, and she do does throw the best parties. But I'm a little sus of her winning like six, seven years in a row. Something is off. We need a recount on those numbers. She literally makes uh, Christmas cocktails called Jingle Juice. And oh, yeah, I'm yeah. just like, I want some Jingle Juice. She does throw great like, parties. I love a she good festive cocktail. So I want to be friends with Susan. You don't have to come to our parties, but I will be there, Susan. Yeah. Don't you worry. So anyways, like Susan, she's throwing another great party. That's a scavenger hunt. Yep. Outside uh, in 25 degree yeah, weather, um, which is so Susan. <laughs> Typical Susan. I love the cold Susan, so I would have very much enjoyed that party. Um, mm. And so they're looking around, and obviously there's something something to brew, and yeah. they're all have sort of devised, eyes, eyesing, devised eyesing. a plan for Nick to find a present. Yep. And, man, so I didn't know what it was going to be. But she opens it up, mm. and it's a model house of her house, her dream home that she, <sighs> you know, was going to have with Henry, and now Joe has fixed it up for her. And I'm, like, fighting back tears at this point. Like, I'm literally like, Stephanie, don't you do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> um, and then when she's like, where is he, Teddy? Where is Joe? Like, I have to go find him. He went out and to get a bag of ice. That is all I could think of was someone was going to say, oh, well, he just ran out to go get a bag of ice. And uh, I was just like, please, God, please so let bad. him come back. So bad. Um, but no, he did not go to get ice. He was doing something much better. And yeah. I have to tell you, the ending of this movie, it it holds a special place for me. And this is I, I think I'm leaning more towards would see it again just for this end scene because. You give me Christmas decorations, specifically Christmas lights. Yes. Uh, someone setting up Christmas lights or Christmas decorations on someone's home as mm. like, you know, a, a way to show their affection. I don't know why, but that to me is like top tier. <laughs> top tier, Joe. You did good. Uh, and it was just super romantic. It really was. I love that she shows up and he's like, he's still on the porch like finishing up because i'm like how much time joe did you have to do this like all day this was this was some top tier top tier lighting yeah this was yeah this was like old school hallmark lighting where they just go <laughs> to the nines this was that's what this was yeah now so this part was a it, i cringe just just a little mm. um because she goes in for the kiss and he stops her oh no I remember that. Oh, I, I blocked pull, that out of my mind. And then he pulls out some mistletoe. And I thought it was, you know, the mistletoe from Henry 
you know the the old mistletoe. Oh God, like, no, but all I could think about was Henry in that scene. That a little I was inappropriate, just like, Joe. Ooh, that might not have been the best move. Well, I don't think he knew. But That's if true. I if I was Nick, that maybe would have like triggered her, brought all of the the yeah. grief back to yeah. me. So I think maybe that was a tad poor taste. Yes. Um. Yes. Uh, for for the movie, but then it passed Some and kissings. we and we get a we get a really nice kiss what uh what kind of kissing do we get um so you know this this movie was had a lot of grief in it and everything so yes, i knew i was not going to be getting like blazing inferno so but i definitely felt some sparks there so okay. i think it would be a, a solid uh sparks there solid for me. sparks mm-hmm. well it's good to know yeah i like the kissing i love the end scene it brought everything together except for the mistletoe which was again like kind of poor taste kind of kind of weird yeah um i was just like oh not henry too soon too soon too henry soon. too soon but yeah i mean guys that is uh the christmas promise and now that i'm thinking about it is the promise the house what is the christmas promise um i think he promised her that he would finish the house so, uh, and they so talk about art. it through the movie that Henry is sort of working with the Christmas magic that right. brought Joe there, yep. that was working through his phone number and the text messages, Joe finished the house. So mm-hmm. in a way, Henry sort of led It's okay Joe. to move on. It's okay to move on. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cool. That's, that, that he kept his promise as, as Henry would have. Because Henry's the best. So. He, yeah. <laughs> so yeah thank you guys for for listening thank you guys for watching if you're watching on the youtubes uh really appreciate all of you uh getting again some great messages from you all i think with these movies coming out so rapidly that the messages are just piling in and we love we love talking with y'all it's it's been a blast yes and uh we appreciate everyone Mm -hmm. that is still listening even when we get behind uh from Puppy duties. Puppies. I, I think, and we wanted to bring Penny up here to show you since we're on the YouTubes, but she has not been the best puppy today. Um, she... <laughs> she's been a little bit of a biter. She's been a little bit of a, a Christmas biter. Uh, but I think we'll get her onto the YouTubes eventually once she kind of gets used to everything. So thank you guys for hanging in there with us this week. We should be back to our normal schedule next week. Uh, but yeah, you guys are fantastic. Please make sure to like, subscribe, review, follow, thumbs up, rate, rate all that stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll be back with some more episodes for y'all and thank you again.